Hello, everybody. This is Michael Robertson Reed coming to you with the Punk Rock Barbershop transmitting from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, also known as Marion Anderson City. And today I'm going to do another installment of My Wife Thanks You. And why do we call this segment My Wife Thanks You? Because, as I always say, normally I subject my wife to these rants, but I'm going to subject you, the listening audience, to these rants, and you are freeing up her mental bandwidth so that she can deal with important issues of the day. Uh, So I want to take some time today to talk about a thing that everyone's talking about in the world of... uh, Film and black people and the dirty, dirty South. Mr. Tyler Perry opened up a, uh, you know, a big ass film studio down in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, So, yeah, I'm just going to share my uh, my thoughts on this. And as always, you know, uh, before I can't just you know, simply just share my opinion on something. I have to do a 40-minute backstory into why I feel the way I do and the meaning of life and the evolution and the Big Bang and the singularity and the, you know, uh, I don't know, Graham Chapman and Eric Idle and all of that. Uh, so, yeah, so so here it is. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what you get when you listen to me. Um, yeah, so I've, uh, I, I'm, so, I mean, the first thing is, like, I love it. I'm happy that the studio is is in existence and I feel like no matter what happens black people win. So it's just like Joe Pesci says in Raging Bull. If you win, you win. Even if you lose, you still win. Um so yeah, I am I am not one of those people who has really had a massive interest in doing uh, a huge like philosophical discussion on Tyler Perry's movies and are they good? Are they bad? Are they problematic? Uh, you know, I mean, I, that's just not something that I particularly have an interest in putting a lot of energy into. Um, I've never really been drawn to watch his movies. I don't really, I've seen like three minutes of some of them and I'm, and I'm talking about the, you know, um, daddy's little girls and the, why did I get married movies? Like they seem cool. They seem fine. It's not really a thing that I'm into. I kind of, put them in the same league as the Fast and Furious movies of like, okay, sure. Yeah. Like they seem cool. I know people that like those types of movies. Those aren't really the movies that I'm into. So, you know, have, have fun. Um, so yeah, so, so that, so that's what I just think about his stuff in general. Now, when it comes to the Medea movies, again, like I've never, the only parts that I've seen is like whatever, clips get shown on late night talk shows or in commercials and you know i mean is it problematic is it is it cooning uh, honestly at this point in my life i find all of that stuff to be subjective because stuff that i find problematic a lot of people don't and stuff that other people find problematic i really don't um so you know i feel like you know i've shared with you all my feelings on the images of black people in Quentin Tarantino movies, which I find very problematic. My wife doesn't really. Um, My, you know, I think I was like really the only person who didn't go see Django. 
and even a lot of people that I know who have very serious concerns about the way black people are portrayed in films went and saw Django and had no problems with it. So, you know, that that's just kind of the way life is. And the new um, uh, Eddie Murphy movie uh, about the making of Dolomite, I honestly have no interest in seeing primarily, and it's not even because of um, anything that I've seen in the commercials that, or not commercials, because I guess it's on Netflix, but any of the trailers that I find problematic, but you know, it's, um, I feel like it was directed and or written by Craig Brewer, who um, directed and I think wrote Hustle and Flow. So for me, um, films that are primarily about a black subject matter with primarily black actors and that exist in like very specifically black worlds that are written and directed by white directors personally I find problematic and I think that sometimes it can be a very thin line between um showing kind of outlandish you know real but outlandish characters and then going into caricature and then going into what I consider like problematic representations of black people, you know, and sometimes it's really in the eye of the beholder, you know, um, some, you know, there's a lot of people who like genuinely feel that a lot of black exploitation movies were like the closest representation to the world that they lived in. And I find most of that stuff problematic. So it's it, a lot of that stuff is subjective. And um, you know, like I find a lot of the work that the Migos has put out to be problematic, you know, um, I thought personally that a lot of the stuff that Leslie Jones, at least initially, um, put out on Saturday Night Live, I personally found problematic. A lot of her later stuff I actually didn't. And, you know, I thought that she was like super phenomenal towards the end of her time on SNL and she really found her niche and like really like locked into it I'm super hopeful that she has an amazing TV and film career post SNL and I completely support what Questlove said in an interview once that I think Leslie Jones is the time is is perfectly ripe for her to play Nina Simone in a biopic and I think that that would be phenomenal it's like some phenomenal. I think that that could be a game changer on so many levels. Uh, but I'm getting a little uh, sidetracked. So yeah, so the you know problematic. It, it's it's yeah subjective. The other thing that I feel is that as I look back on it, I'm I find it super curious how a lot of people like to put Tyler Perry on blast for the material that he's producing. But they don't put the audience on blast and the, like the audience is going to see these movies and I think it gets complicated or not complicated, but it's easy for us to talk about what a horrible person Tyler Perry is because we don't know him and we have no connection to him and our words probably won't get back to him. I think it's a lot harder for us to put our family members on blast, our mothers and fathers and and non-binary compatriots and aunties and uncles who are sovereign adults with their fully developed mental faculties who willingly choose to go see his work again and again and again. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't care what he does, but 
it's not like he's putting a gun to people's heads and forcing them to watch his plays and his movies. And honestly, you know, I, I just feel like that. I mean, I don't know if it's super dismissive to call it like, you know, Chitlin circuit theater or, um, uh, you know, the, like the mama on the couch plays, but like, there's a lot of people that do that stuff. And I sometimes feel like people are just mad because he's making a lot of money off of doing it. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the movie First Sunday, which I love. I thought that movie was freaking hilarious. I, I, I feel like that engages in a lot of like those kinds of jokes and tropes. And um, the movie Lottery Ticket with Bow Wow, which I thought was hilarious as well. I think that engages in a lot of that stuff. So I don't really know what the issue people have with Tyler Perry is. And, you know, and as far as him doing the the Medea thing. I mean, Larry Johnson did the grandmama commercials back in the nineties. And I mean, he was grandmama had a gold tooth and was dunking a basketball. So I, I don't like people don't seem to have a problem with that. And flip Wilson did Geraldine and Martin did Shanene. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what the thing is. Um, so yeah, so that that that's the that's the background. Context is everything. Uh, so now to the actual studio. Like, yo, kudos to him. Getting getting a studio built is a massive undertaking, and I don't know, it's just like it's the biggest film studio that's ever existed in the history of the universe. I mean, it's you know bigger than like all the other studios combined, or it's bigger than warner brothers and mgm and fox and you know the mars rover all and the international space station times 20 or whatever so that's super awesome um yeah the fact that it's in atlanta or the metro atlanta area awesome uh the fact that it's on an old uh you know confederate army base or whatever totally awesome i love all of it um what else what else yeah uh so we we now have seen that a studio by a black person can get built. Awesome. That precedent is set. I hope that a copycat phenomenon happens where we get to see more studios built because, yeah, I mean, we're, uh, we're a population of 35 million in this country. Like, we're roughly the same population as Canada. We deserve to have more than one film studio. And I am hoping that... We will start, especially those of us in the black artistic class, will start to understand that we need to be responsible for telling our own stories and taking ownership of our stories. Beseeching Lena Dunham or Jerry Seinfeld to include us in their work, I, I think, is a wasted exercise. They're going to tell whatever stories they find interesting, and why wouldn't they? And if we're looking to Lena Dunham or Jerry Seinfeld, and that's nothing against either one of them. My wife and I watch Seinfeld all the time. Um, I tried to watch Girls, and I found it extremely uninteresting for where I am in my life. But, yeah, you know, it. some of the episodes were cool. Uh, I, I mean, if we're expecting them to, like, you know, convey the black experience or the multiple black experiences that ex- have existed, eh, that's not... I'm not interested in putting my energy into that. Um, so yeah, I'm 
totally, so yeah, awesome. Studios there, love it, love it, love it. I I like that a lot of the narrative, or you know, some of the narrative that I've seen has been having, you know, thinking about this studio as like synonymous with Atlanta. You know, um, one of the segments that was on CBS was how someone was saying that, like, you know, um, that this studio is now going to be synonymous with Atlanta the way that Delta Airlines or Coca-Cola is. Because I get annoyed when people are like, um, Warren Moon is the best black quarterback. Uh, Elton Brand is the best black general manager. It's like, well, I mean, the the point is, like, I mean, if you're trying to be the best, you're trying to be the best with everyone. And I don't like the, like, it's good for black people. I'm like, no, like, this should be the hot shit. So, um, yeah, so I totally dig that um and i feel yeah like you know either way no matter what happens we win so my hope is that um the you know tyler and is the people that he's working with that they're employing black people in all levels so the caterers the vendors the electricians the cinematographers the the grips the tech boom operators all of that um, you know, because having just sort of like one black person in one position doesn't really do anything. I mean, like, you know, we, we need to really be involved in like all facets, you know, uh, you know, of the, of the work. So, I mean, you know, I, I feel like he would do that. Um, you know, I'm very hopeful that, you know, that he, um, you know, that he will. Um, so yeah, so I think like, that's really awesome, you know, and hopefully not only will people, you know, very deserving black people get jobs out of this, but then hopefully we can really create pipelines to connect younger generations to this type of work. So having apprentice programs, being visible in our communities to let people know like, oh no, like we, we do all of this stuff. We write scripts, you know, we, we do the, the vent, we do the catering for the sets. We do the electrical light rigging like we do all of it like you know really being proactive with the next generation of people coming up and you know and bringing them into you know into the ecosystem now i mean as far as the content of the films and the you know the the artistic work that's made the films and the in the in the commercials and the tv shows i mean i have really no control over that i feel like you know i mean even assuming that uh he completely jettisons like all the Medea stuff, which I don't know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. I kind of don't care either way. But assuming that he does, I mean, I feel like he would continue to make the stuff and greenlight the project that projects that like he's already made. Um, so I feel like it would be a lot of the, you know, the um, daddy's little girl stuff and the why did I get married and like, you know, maybe some action thriller stuff. You know, I mean, he had his Alex Cross thing. So even if he makes that, I mean, like those aren't really movies that I enjoy watching anyway. So like, I mean, I don't really know how much more of his work I'm going to end up going to see. I mean, I probably won't see any of it because I just don't like it. But there's tons of people out there that do, you know, many of them in my family. So, you know, I mean, they'll they'll go see it. But like so the the way I feel about it, it this and what I mean by the like either way we win is that. So my philosophy is um, if he does great work, then we will celebrate it. Hopefully we will celebrate it with our dollars and those dollars will compound so that he can continue to make great work and expand and hire people. So 
If he does that, we win. If he just produces utter garbage, just like the worst stuff in the world, one, I feel like if he's really doing something truly egregious, I would hope that he would get uh, punished at the box office by it, where it's just like, well, we're not going to come see this crap, and he'll uh, you know, change course or go out of business. But like the way I feel is that like, you know, so we, we now have a precedent of like, we know what it takes um, or we know that getting a studio built that is owned by us can happen. We have a bit of a blueprint as to how to do that. So if there are people who think that he is just like doing us a massive disservice, I would challenge them to create their own competing media enterprises and put him out of business, you know, writing letters to the editor and sending Facebook posts about he shouldn't do this. And uh, I don't think he really cares about that. But like, you know, if we think it's bad, like uh, l- let us present an alternative. And if our uh, if our ideas are as good as we say they are, the masses will flock to them. Like if we're these if we're these underappreciated geniuses, with the idea of if the world only knew what I was creating, they they would see all of my stuff. Eh, you know, any person who out there who's that good, start making the stuff, and your your genius will be recognized based on the philosophy that you've laid out. So if he does right by us, boom, awesome, we win. If he does wrong by us, not that it's binary, but let's assume that it's a super binary thing. If he does wrong by us, have the great people step up and produce the great work to put him out of business. So like now we get something better and then we can learn from the mistakes that he will inevitably make and the the next thing to come along will be even better. If that's the case, we win. Really, what um, I think will really happen is that Tyler Perry's not going anywhere for a long, long, long time. You You do not start where he started in his career and end up where he has ended up without being very smart and strategic. He could literally lose all of his money tomorrow, and in 15 or 20 years, he'd be back to where he is today. Um, so he's not going anywhere, but I think that there's room for all of us. Like, you know, we we, we can all contribute. Personally, you know, I'm, I'm sure people can figure out by listening to this podcast, you know, I'm into the, you know, I'm into quiet, talky films, uh, the, the genre that some people kind of, derisively call mumblecore, you know, like films like Squid and the Whale um, or uh, Lady Bird or Francis Ha. Like that, that's the kind of stuff I'm super into. I would love to see more films like that, but, you know, but that have us in it, um, you know, and I just may have to create those films myself. But like, you know, I, I would love to see uh, a production company like, a24 and A24 and Plan B Entertainment. So like those were the people that were um behind like you know that that's the production company that did Moonlight and you know and films like that like you know but I mean it's it's a you know it's a production com- those are production companies that are run by white people. So like I would like love to see production companies like that, you know, run by uh, melanated folk that are producing, you know, super art house films. It's like, I want to see everything, you know, I want to see big blockbuster, big budget action s- studios and small art house stuff and crazy avant-garde stuff and like all of it, you know, they're like, there's, there's room, there's room for it all. So I think, you know, it's really incumbent upon us to step up to the plate and, 
even if we only get 30% of the way there, you know, we can, we, we can do what we can do and then pass off the legacy to our children and grandchildren. Um, yeah. So that we all win because I mean, life, life is too short to, to not try to win. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what I feel. And for anyone who, uh, you know, wants to join me in the, 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 the black mumble core talkie film, uh, movie movement that wants to either, um, uh, open up a, uh, a, a film studio or a production company or, you know, be my writing and directing partner to make some films with me. Uh, yeah, reach out to me and let me know. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, enjoy today. I hope you find your story and I hope you find your truth.